0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Contact Buzz, brought to you by High on Sports. The Contact Buzz is a weekly preview show of the biggest games in sports each weekend. My name is Willie, one of the hosts of the High on Sports podcast, and I'm going to preview some of the important games in college football, pro football, hockey, and soccer. Not only will I be briefly analyzing the games, but also be making predictions on who will win. So, thanks for listening, and let's get on to this weekend's games. Our first segment is going to cover four college football games. I'll do a little analysis for each game, then give you my pick of the winner. Our first game this weekend is the Tennessee-Auburn game. Tennessee travels to the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn, Alabama, to take on the Tigers. You'd have to think that Auburn is pretty pissed off of themselves and want to forget about that ugly loss at Mississippi State and their loss to LSU. Tennessee comes in as losers in 11 straight conference games, but having a bye week can only be to their advantage. I look for Tennessee to try and get more of their playmakers involved, like Josh wide receiver Josh Palmer, uh, running back Ty Chandler, and wide receiver Marquez Callaway into the fold. You have to figure that Jeremy Pruitt took the extra week to come up with ways to get to Auburn quarterback Jarrett Stidham. Tennessee is 2-3 and three this year and have been outscored 85-33 in their two SEC games. But they can't feel sorry for themselves and mail it in if Auburn gets on the scoreboard first. I look for a spirited Tennessee team to take the field uh, this morning at 11 a.m., early game. Auburn is embarrassed at the way they have played for most of this season. That Washington win looks like a long looks long in the rearview mirror from that from, from now. But they are still ranked, and uh, they are playing at home. If they can control the ball and not let Tennessee get to the stadium, they should win. They have to pressure the uh, Tennessee quarterback Jarrett Garantano which has already been who's already been sacked 8 times this season. Tennessee has a young offensive line and Auburn's strength is their front 7 on defense. I don't see this game as a high scoring game and as much as I'd like to see the Vols win, my pick is Auburn by 10 or less. Yeah. My second game features another local team, Vanderbilt, as they face the visiting Florida Gators. I know this isn't a marquee matchup, but being in Nashville, I have to give the home team some love. So I have to talk about the Vandy Commodores. Florida comes in on a four-game winning streak, having beaten two straight ranked opponents and already have more wins this year than all of last year. Florida's defense has been dominant since their loss to Kentucky, and their offense has played better than last season. Quarterback Felipe Franks needs to create some energy early in the game to get his team going. Franks has passed for 1,122 yards, 13 touchdowns, and four interceptions this year, and the ground game is where they've been playing good lately. Running backs Jordan Scarlett and LaMichael Ryan should get plenty of touches. But they are <clears throat> they are playing at Vanderbilt. That big home field advantage for Vandy, right? <laughs> Sorry, just a little joke there. Vandy senior quarterback Kyle Shermer has had a pretty solid season, completing 113 of 187 passes for 1,400 yards, nine touchdowns, and four interceptions. He has to be he has to have a good game for Vandy to even have a chance. Running back Keshawn Vaughn will need to get some touches to keep Florida's defense guessing. Vaughn has 65 carries for 439 yards and five touchdowns this season. If he can be productive, it will open up the passing game for Shermer to get the ball to Kalijah Lipscomb, who is one of the top wide receivers in the league this year with 45 catches for 496 yards and six touchdowns. Vandy's defense hasn't been impressive so far this year as they have in the past. They have to get after Franks or this could be a bad game for Vandy. I think Vandy will hang with the Gators for a little while, but I'm going to pick Florida to win and win handily. All right, the third game I'm going to talk about today is uh, the premier game in the SEC this week and one of the premier games in all of college football this week, the Georgia Bulldogs versus the LSU Tigers. This is going to be a really good game, I think, and it should be a wild scene in Baton Rouge with all those LSU fans having a little bit of time to uh, get lathered up before the 2.30 Central time kickoff. (laughs) The Tigers can't afford another conference loss and Georgia. They're still trying to prove they're just as good as Alabama in the SEC and in the country. LSU's transfer quarterback, Joe Burrow, has proven to be more than capable for the Tigers this season, even though he threw two interceptions and was sacked five times against Florida. LSU's most difficult opponent has been injury, which has resulted in six different offensive line combinations in six games. That's hard to overcome, but it looks like is they will have their same group as last week, which should bring a little bit of continuity to their line. If they can jail. It will give the quarterback, Burrow, the protection he needs to make plays. While LSU has been tested from the outset of the season with wins over Miami and Auburn, Georgia is just beginning its most difficult part of the schedule. If Georgia is the national title contender they believe they are, they need to prove it on the road in Death Valley, one of the most hostile places in all of college football. Jake Fromm has been outstanding at home but has struggled a little on the road. If Georgia's offensive line can open some holes, their stable of running backs led by Elijah Holyfield and DeAndre Swift could make it a long day for the Bayou Bengals. This is going to be a really good game, I have a feeling. Um, it seems like it, it should be. On paper, it should be a good game. I mean, both teams are hungry lSU has to has to win to stay alive in the league race uh, Georgia's looking to prove themselves um, I'm going to pick Georgia in this game in a very very close one, maybe even down to a last field, last second field goal or even overtime. but I do think Georgia's going to pull out a victory in this one. Now, for my final game, I'm going to go out of the SEC. Um, This game is really not a marquee matchup nationally, uh, but but this is one that does have some history behind it, and that is the Pittsburgh Panthers traveling to South Bend to take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Pitt is coming off an impressive and improbable win off Syracuse last week, which should give them some momentum against the Irish. They will be a heavy underdog in the game, even with that momentum against Syri- with that win against Syracuse last week. No defense has been able to stop the new Notre Dame quarterback, uh, Ian Book, since he took over the starting role three games ago. Since he's been in there, the Irish have averaged 46.3 points per game, and running back Dexter Williams has the ability to wear down the Pittsburgh defense. William Rush Williams rushed for a career-high 178 yards on 17 carries last week in a road win at Virginia Tech. Very, very impressive. Virginia Tech is not an easy place to play. Pitt has given up at least 37 points in each of its last three games. They're going to have to tighten things up against Notre Dame. But in this series, nine of the past 11 meetings between these two teams have been decided by single digits. I don't believe that to be the case this year though. I'm picking Notre Dame and a laugh. <laughs> so, to wrap up the college football segment here, my picks and predictions are Auburn over Tennessee, Florida over Vanderbilt, Georgia over LSU, Notre Dame over Pitt. That's this week's college football picks. Next, we'll move on to the NFL, where I'm going to pick four games to talk about and uh, and pick winners of those. Okay, folks, now it's on to the NFL. I've picked four games to talk about. They involve my high on sports co-hosts' favorite teams and my favorite team, plus the best game, in my opinion, of the week. The first game I'm going to talk about is the Tennessee Titans versus the Baltimore Ravens. The Tennessee Titans are... My co-host, Russ, uh, they're his favorite team. Um, they are playing the Ravens this week in Nashville. It should be a heated matchup. Um, it's a big old rivalry when uh, the Titans used to play in, the, uh, in that division, along with the Steelers, Bengals, and all those teams. So uh, even though they're not in the same division any longer, it's still uh, a pretty big rivalry. Um, both the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans are in the same boat this week. Both are going to be trying to bounce back from disappointing losses when they meet Sunday. Uh, the Titans, who are three and two, appeared to be in prime position for a four and one start before falling flat in a thirteen to twelve loss at Buffalo last Sunday. And the Ravens, who are three and two, also were as deficient on offense as the Titans, failing to score a touchdown in their twelve to nine overtime loss on the road to the Cleveland Browns. After starting the season 13 of 13 in the red zone, the Ravens haven't scored a touchdown since the first quarter of week four in Pittsburgh, the NFL's longest active streak. The Ravens offense will be going against a Titans defense ranked sixth overall in the NFL and led by former Ravens defensive coordinator Dean Pease. Um, the Ravens are going to struggle or have been struggling to develop an effective running game um, the Titans are pretty good at stopping the run. So, um, I, I see the, uh, I see that kind of canceling each other out. Uh, Alex Collins of the, of the Ravens entered the season as the starter, but he ranks 27th in the league with only 217 yards on 57 carries. And he has two fumbles, uh, rookie DeLance Turner appears to be playing his way into the rotation, uh, the Titans are hoping to keep the Ravens from establishing their offense with a defense anticipating the return of linebacker Wesley Woodyard, who missed last week's game. Uh, last time Woodyard played the, against the Ravens, he had 14 tackles, which was last November. The uh, The Titans are a pretty decent team at home. So uh, I see... Mariota having a decent game. The weather's not supposed to be the greatest, so the passing attacks for both teams are probably going to be a little bit limited. Um, Last week, Mariota didn't do so hot. Uh, He only completed 14 of 26 passes for 129 yards with an interception. He did have a game, probably a game-winning touchdown dropped by one of his receivers um, that probably would have won him the game, but uh, that pass was dropped. So, and then, you know, the Titans are having trouble getting Derrick Henry started in their ground game. Deion Lewis, who came over from the Patriots, is having a pretty good season, both rushing and catching the ball. But uh, Derrick Henry is supposed to be the feature back, so they need to get him going in order for them to have a chance. Um, even though it's going to be a heated matchup, um, both the Ravens and the Titans need this win. Um, I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the Titans. I'm going to pick the Titans to win this game. Uh to get back on track and uh and hopefully they can uh they can win their division. Um this'll be a big step in going that way. Um with uh Jacksonville struggling a little bit and uh the Texans they got a win last week, but the Texans are not who we thought they were. Uh, And the the Colts are bringing up the rear in the AFC South. So in this game, I'm going to pick the Tennessee Titans to win at home. The next game I'm going to cover is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, The Steelers are my high-on-sports co-host, Swamp. They're his favorite team. Uh, He's been a Steelers fan now for several years. Likes the black and gold, and uh, I'm going to talk about this game for him, um, and we will definitely talk about it, the results, uh, this week when we record our podcast, so be sure and listen to that. Pittsburgh trails, uh, travels to Cincinnati, and uh, there's certainly no love lost between these two teams. These two teams hate each other, and that emotion could be on full display again at Paul Brown Stadium on Sunday. Usually, it's the Steelers who come up on top, who, who are on top of the division, uh, but not this week as the Bengals hold that position. A win for the Bengals will give them early command of the division, but a Steelers win will put them only a half game back and right back in the thick of the race. The Bengals uh, must face the fact that they are 1-7 at home against the Steelers in the Andy Dalton, A.J. Green era, and Ben Roethlisberger is 14-2 and two in Cincinnati. The Steelers established a running attack last week uh, in a blowout win against the Atlanta Falcons, uh, despite still not having uh, Le'Veon Bell in their backfield. Uh, James Conner is filling in for Le'Veon Bell while Le'Veon's holding out, Um, and he has done a very admirable job. Uh, So they don't miss Le'Veon as much as people thought they would. Um, So they're going to – They're going to try to establish the run against Cincinnati. Um, The Bengals are fourth in the NFL in scoring, producing 30.6 points per game. Something has to give in this game, and uh, I'm going to choose... I'm going to pick the Bengals to win this game at home. Um, I know history is on the Steelers' side, um, but I do believe that the Bengals are playing just well enough to get past the uh the Steelers in this game. Now they have to play again uh sometime in late November, I believe, in Pittsburgh. Um and I would probably say then the Steelers would win, but uh I think I think now the the Bengals have the edge just right now. Um, Cincinnati, uh they're the Paul Brown stadium, their home, has gotten loud and raucous again, like the like the old days, the jungle. Um, so I think that's going to give them the boost they need. Um, again, Andy Dalton and AJ Green have not had very good luck against the Steelers, but I think I'm gonna. I think they're going to do it this week, and I'm going to pick the Bengals to win. Okay, the third game uh, that I'm going to talk about here is my favorite team, the Oakland Raiders, who will be playing the Seattle Seahawks in London. Uh, early Sunday morning here, um, London is actually about seven hours ahead of, uh, of Nashville time, so that'll be coming on bright and early Sunday morning. Uh, Oakland and, of course, their new coach or new old coach, John Gruden, uh, they have struggled this season, only winning one game out of their first five. The Seahawks look for their third victory in their last four games to try and get back to 500. 500. They have won five of their last eight non-home games. Of course, this being in London is a non-home game. Uh, the Seattle offense is pretty good with Russell Wilson completing 62.7% of his passes for 1,086 yards, 10 touchdowns, and three interceptions. Uh, the Seahawks' ground game is averaging 122.4 yards per game with running back Chris Carson leading their, leading the team with 293 yards and one touchdown. Uh, did I tell you that Oakland was struggling? I mean, Derek Carr is not doing so so well uh, this season. The offense has ranked has uh, racked up the sixth most offensive yards in the league, but are twenty ninth out of thirty two teams in points with only one hundred forty nine points total. Uh, that's not very good. Their nine turnovers is among the highest in the league. Marshawn Lynch is doing well with 331 yards rushing, uh, which is ninth in the league. Uh, but the Raiders' defense—they're uh, struggling, and it's—it's uh, uh, it's having trouble getting to the quarterback and sacking the quarterback. And Russell Wilson is not the quarterback to face if you're struggling. They need—they needed to play somebody that had a pocket passer. Um. Russell Wilson is anything but a pocket passer. Um, losing Khalil Mack this year by trading him to the Chicago Bears has turned out to be one of the dumbest moves that any NFL team has ever made <coughs> uh, in a long time. Um, the Raiders do have some good players on their team, but they don't look to be in sync with Gruden's offense. Um, They have some pretty big names in their team. Marshawn Lynch, Derek Carr, uh, Jordy Nelson at wide receiver, Amari Cooper at wide receiver. They just can't get it together for some reason. Uh, They've had leads in every game they've played. Uh, Even the Rams game, they had a lead at one point. Um, But they can't finish in the second half, and they've lost every game in the second half except for the one game that they won, which was – The Cleveland Browns. So uh, as much as I hate to say this, um, I don't see them uh, winning many games this season. Uh, I see maybe a three to four win season at best, and uh, I'm going to have to pick this one against them as well. I'm going to have to go with the Seahawks in this one in London. My final NFL game this week is going to be probably the biggest game so far of the season. Um, if not, it's, it's definitely one of the biggest games so far of the season. It's the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs, which will be played in Foxborough on Sunday night. Uh, the Chiefs improved to 5-0 and last Sunday when they forced five turnovers in a 30-14 round of Jacksonville. The Patriots, meanwhile, are coming off back-to-back blowout home wins over Miami and Indiana- Indianapolis by a combined score of 76-31. to New England's going to be playing its third home game in as many weeks in Foxborough, um, and they're pretty good at home. So it's going to be a pretty good game. While Kansas City remains the lone unbeaten team in the AFC, the Chiefs were in a similar position last year when they started 5-0 before losing six of their next seven games. So, this is one of those games that uh it's a benchmark. If they can get to 6 and 0, maybe they can go a little bit farther. Um last year they were 5 and 0 and then w- lost several in a row. Although the Chiefs have averaged 297 passing yards per game, <clears throat> excuse me, the Patriots under head coach Bill Belichick have con- consistently shut down their opponents that have the ability to move the ball through the air and having three more days to prepare prepare for this game after not having played since last Thursday would also seem to give New England a bit of an advantage. Um, Before Kansas City won last year's season season opener at Gillette Stadium, the Chiefs had lost six straight trips in Foxborough. Um, The Chiefs are led by quarterback Patrick Mahomes. He's a second-year player, and he is uh, lighting it up. He is throwing a league-leading 14 touchdowns to just two interceptions. The Chiefs' offense is averaging 35 points per game, which is second in the league. Um, they score a lot of points. They have some a good running back in in uh, Tyreek Hill, and they also have a very good tight end in Travis Kelsey. Um, Jason Witten of Monday Night Football, who used to play for Dallas, has called – Uh, Jason Kelsey, the best tight end in the league, not Rob Gronkowski. Uh, But both of them will be playing Sunday night, so you'll get to see them both. Uh, Tom Brady, by the way, will be looking to become the first quarterback to win 200 regular season games Sunday night. He has 12 touchdowns and six interceptions this season, and the Patriots are tied for ninth in the league in scoring with 26.6 per game. This game's a hard one to pick. Um, you know, everybody thought when the when the Patriots lost two in a row, <clears throat> excuse me, when the that the dynasty was over. Um, I don't think that's that's true at all. Uh, the The Patriots are still got. They still have Brady. They still have Belichick. Um, they still have Gronkowski, and they got a pretty decent defense. It's hard to pick against the Patriots in Foxborough, but I think there's something about this Chiefs team that's really good. So I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to win this game. I think uh, I think that would be kind of an upset as far as the spread goes, but as the records go, the Chiefs are the better team. But uh, I am going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs to to win in Foxborough this week, and that'll that does it for the. Uh, for the NFL games that I'm talking about for this week or for this weekend, so to recap my NFL picks for the week, I've got the Tennessee Titans winning, the Cincinnati Bengals winning, the Seattle Seahawks winning, and the Kansas City Chiefs winning. Hopefully, I can go four and zero on those, but I'm confident that I will at least go two and two. But uh, that's going to be it for this week. Um, be sure to listen to the High On Sports podcast each week to hear how the games turned out that I analyzed, and we also analyze more than just the games that I analyzed here. Um, you can hear the High On Sports podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podknife, or you can go to our website at www.highonsports.org. Uh, if you have the time, if you listen on iTunes, please give us a rating so that others can find us. Um, we always like it uh, when uh, when people give us ratings. Um, it helps other people to find us. It makes it easier to find on iTunes. So please, if you can, uh, even if you don't like us, just give us some kind of rating. Um, but... Uh, I hope you like this show, the contact buzz. It's the first week that that we're that I've done it. Uh, I'm going to have some guests in future weeks, uh, helping me pick games and picking their own games as well, uh, or picking the same games that I choose. But, uh, but yeah, it's something that I wanted to do and, uh, to help grow the show, uh, grow the Highland sports show. So, uh, That's it for this week. So this is Willie, and until next week, know your limit. Goodbye, everybody.